check, check, one, two, one, two. Welcome back, podcast fans. It's been a minute. Yeah, we haven't done a podcast in a long time. It seems to have fallen to the bottom of the to-do list. Um, but I still plan to do a few more, and this one here today is all about the Meg Avalanche. And I'm just going to pass on some general info about the event with some tips at the end for anyone that's thinking of taking it on. Uh, so yeah, the, really this podcast is for anyone who's thinking of taking on the Meg Avalanche, uh, who doesn't know much about it or wants to find out more. And um, Basically, these are just, this is all the info I picked up after taking the event on for the first time. So this is, the audio from this is actually taken from one of my YouTube videos and I've sort of cut it about, turned it into a podcast. So you can also go and watch a video. It's got a few extra bits in it as well. I'll leave a link to that in the uh, show notes. I suppose there's nothing else to do now apart from roll the sound. Let's go. How long is the Mega Avalanche race? The main race is the longest downhill race in the world. Uh, about 20 kilometers, 2,700 meters of descent, and the pros are knocking that down in about 40 minutes. So for average Joe, you're probably looking around the hour to the hour and a half mark, really. How long is the Meg Avalanche event? So you can, you can arrive at this event whenever you like. Um, the actual event is only based across two races, which is your qualification and your main event. Um, you can make a week out of it, come and buy a six-day lift pass, get a few more practice runs in, and uh, or you can just turn up uh, midweek and do a day's practice straight into qualification. A tip, my personal tip, is if you've not done it before, why not come out and make a week of this? Because there's plenty of trails in the valley. I'm going to go into that in a little bit more detail in a minute. Um, but I, yeah, I think a week is definitely uh, the way I'd play it going, going ahead. Um, but yeah, you can come in and punch this event out if you really just want to do the event and take off. Can anyone race the Meg Avalanche? Anyone can actually do this. If you're a capable rider or someone who's looking to challenge themselves, um, you can do this event. You don't have to be Killian Bron to enter this because there's a group for everyone and the qualification is a separate trail and that's a smaller mass start from slightly lower down and where you finish in that event puts you into your group for the mega. So if you don't qualify into the front 35, you will still get to race, but you'll be racing in a different group, whether that's the amateurs or the challengers. Um, they've also got groups for e-bikers, women's, and uh, I think that's it, but, um, and the kids, mega kids. So yeah, there's really a group for everyone. I actually just want to elaborate on this point slightly because there's no two ways about it. This event is difficult and it's not for everyone. Technically, anyone can race it, but realistically, not many people should race it, in my opinion. However, in saying that, you can do this event and just take part as such. You don't have to officially race it. And what I, what I mean when I say that is there's a good chunk of people that are just out to survive this course and tick it off their bucket list. 
So if you're someone who's not sort of that race orientated or uh, a really quick or aggressive rider, you can tag along towards the back of the groups and there's uh, quite a, a gentleman's atmosphere at the back where you can just take the track as it comes, walk the tricky bits. Um, but generally, the further towards the front you get and the harder you want to race it, the more aggressive it gets, the more um, out and out racy it is. So, yeah, take that with a pinch of salt and, uh, yeah, take it for what it is. It's, it's a tricky race and it's, it's a big challenge with some tricky sections in it. <laughs> What's the atmosphere like at the Mega Avalanche? One thing that's blown me away about this event is um, the atmosphere in the town. They set up a, a mini race village and there's some big bright brands coming in and they're sort of putting some music on in the town. There's big tents, sort of a few free beers and just overall great atmosphere. And the qualification race this year finished in the centre of town, in the plaza, and it was just pretty electric. Everyone buzzed after their run, apart from me, <laughs> after such a diabolical qualification. But anyway, I'm not going to go into that here. Where is the Meg Avalanche? We're based in Alpe d'Huez, which is the, the heart of the Meg Avalanche. But there's also some neighbouring smaller towns that do have gondolas that run from them. So it is possible to stay at these, but you will be reliant on getting these gondolas uh, to the, the start of the main trails. You've got the likes of Ozen Oison, I think that's how you pronounce it, Vaugenay, um, yeah, which are all linked on the same lift pass. And there's trails going down to these areas, which are pretty amazing. And a neighboring mountain is uh, Le Deux Alpes, and you can effectively drive down the, the legendary uh, Tour de France bends and there is a, a gondola from there that can take you up to Le Des Alpes and there's a whole other mountain that you can explore but we've had a week here and we haven't had time to venture over there so definitely if you've got a week's pass it's possible to get over to Le Des Alpes make a day out of it and just try somewhere new right let's uh, move on from this lovely spot and uh, let's go and talk about some of the trails on offer so you join me here at what is the start of the qualification really the top of qualification is a bit of a fire road with pretty techy section but this is where it really starts getting a bit more single tracky as you can see it's really rough around the edges um, down here there's some uh, pretty technical rock features that you can't just plow through you're definitely going to want uh, a level of skill that is going to be able to react to any sort of situation that you're thrown into because there will be times where you're all of a sudden you're on a line that you don't really want to be on I think you've just got to have the skill to be able to ride that out. Uh, if you're not at that level, then it's going to be a tough time. It's worth noting, there is always um, easier routes around these tricky features, but there's also the quick line, which is nine times out of ten, quite, quite technical. Uh, and you're going to have to risk it for a biscuit. Um, you can see here the rock features here. There's, there's a lot of rock slab. Um, 
and the, the terrain is very unforgiving here it's quite rugged uh, hard on the bike hard on the body um, but you do have uh, underneath DMC1 lots of flow trails there um, so you can get your eye in down there pick some flowy lines uh, but as soon as you come up to DMC2 Pete Blanc uh, things get a bit more technical what's the trail network like in outdoors you might look at the trail map before you arrive here and think there's not a huge amount on offer but the trails they do have are very long descents. We're talking like the main Meg Avalanche trail will take you an hour and a half, two hours to get down. And um, you think a couple of days during this week, we've just literally done a lap of that, had a long lunch and that's been us. Um, so definitely don't be put off by the amount of trail here because uh, you're gonna wanna get a few practice runs in and they're really long runs. Um, the other stuff scattered around the hill is really fun as well. What's the best way to get to the Meg Avalanche? Uh, your closest airport is Geneva and it's going to be a few hour transfer from there. But it's worth bearing in mind there's no regular buses. Um, so you're going to want a group of you to split the cost of a transfer, which is around 400 bucks. Um, so in my opinion and a lot of other people's opinion, best way is to drive down fill the van if you can all your spares fill the front seats and you can uh, split that and it keeps costs down um, roughly it took me in the van one and a half tanks of fuel to get here and about 100 euros in tolls um, we're looking at about well sat nav says eight and a half hours from calais so you're more looking around 10 10 and a half hours with a couple of stops uh, a bit of traffic so there you go driving got to be the one especially for this event you're going to want a few spares and tools for your bike so what are the lift queues like during the event so before i arrived to take on the mega avalanche one thing that put me off was the thought of sitting in queues all day um, i've seen pictures and at the end of the day you've got thousands of riders trying to get to one place so i thought that's one of the reasons that kind of put me off the event but uh, it's not actually as bad as you think because the trails are so long uh, people do get spread out across the hill quite a lot uh, across the board and throughout the rest of the week there really isn't much queuing involved so um, it's, it's, not a, it's not a reason to be put on bike. I think it's fair to say that Alpduez is not the prettiest of ski towns there's a lot of apartments and uh, not the greatest looking place but the views make up for it here's a quick look at some of the accommodation types you can stay in here so you've got everything from like real swanky apartments to bare bare bones campsites here um, the general majority of people seem to be um, staying in the apartment blocks and buying maybe like a, a single room with a pull-out bed in it you get four people in there you can slash your costs down uh, there's plenty of apartments in town you've also got the chalet hotels uh, which is actually where i'm staying and we're you've got roughly 30 guests in a place um, with its own sort of terraces and stuff like that so as far as the campsites go you've got one at the finish line of the race um, but like i mentioned earlier you're a bit out of the way down there but that could work potentially 
he got a free campsite in out Duez, but uh, I think it's real bare bones and someone I know is camping down there and um, he woke up with a car, a car uh, bumper sort of brushing over the side of his tent. It's every man for himself down there, but there is a campsite there if you need it. So as if there's not already been enough information in this video, I'm gonna pepper you now with some like bullet point tips that I think can help you out. First one, if it's your first time, ride the race trails from top to bottom as soon as you can, because you're gonna arrive, you arrive in town with a lot of anxiety, especially for the first time. And I don't know about everyone else, but I felt a lot more at ease once I'd got down the tracks once. Another thing, kind of obvious, but I thought I was entering a downhill race. There's actually 150 meters of ascent during the race. So there's some long uphill sprints. So get as fit as you can, get those sprints dialed because it will really help you uh, come on in the race. Um, one thing worth noting as well, the air at the top is just ridiculously thin. You really feel it in the lungs and you're breathing real heavy as soon as you come out the gate. So yeah, you're having a good level of fitness, of course, uh, but in particular sort of sprint, sprint pace and endurance is going to be your ticket to the podium. Make sure you get a look at the very top section of the quali track because uh, throughout the week you have easy access to two thirds of the trail and you can practice that as much as you want. But during the week, occasionally, or towards the end, they open up the next part of the access to the top half of the track and it's well worth looking at because there's a really technical rock section with some drops or some, uh, some snow as well. So make sure you get a proper look at the quali, the top of quali on race day if you're qualifying towards the front of your group you're going to be getting on the lift around quarter past six half six in the morning and waiting around probably for an hour or so a couple of hours realistically for everyone to get lined up so take a jacket and you can dump it at the top in bags and they bring it down for you to grab at the end so in the evenings you're going to be starving you're going to be thirsty head over to smithy's tavern they've got monster burgers good beer skis and uh, just overall good vibes so head over there they're in the main strip and tell them i sent you they might sort you out of a bit of a deal so there we have it hope that's helped a few of you guys out and gonna make your trip a bit easier and thanks for tuning in to the podcast if you want some more information about the mega avalanche check out my youtube channel and my website and there's loads of info on there, a couple of little guides as well. So you can get fully prepped for the mega. And uh, yeah, shoot me an email if, if you've got any questions. All right, folks, cheers for listening. Catch you for the next one. You can get hold of me at mtbtrailhub at gmail.com or my website, mtbtrailhub.com. La bomba!